Hello, I am Judes Gavilan. Welcome to another Raptor Podcast episode where we discuss facts, nuances, and controversies behind the big issues in the Philippines. This is Raptor's Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. In this episode, pag-uusapan natin ang travel bans imposed by the Philippine government amid the novel coronavirus outbreak. I'm sure we know someone or baka tayo mismo na affected ang travel plans dahil dito. Who determines nga ba kung ano ang mga bansa na dapat hindi buna puntahan ng mga Filipino? Ano ang guidelines they need to consider bago magdesisyon? Ano ang mangyayari sa mga overseas Filipino workers? Kasama ko ngayon si Sofia Tomacruz, ang foreign affairs reporter na Raptor, to give us the background and the facts on this issue. Hi Sofia, thanks for joining me today. Hello Jadez, thank you for having me again. Siguro, my first question, sino ang nagde-decide ng travel bans dahil sa outbreak na to? Are they in close coordination with other government agencies? Okay, so... Since the start of the outbreak earlier oh. this year, an interagency task force on emerging infectious diseases was formed mm-hmm. to tackle all aspects of the outbreak. It's a sort of ad hoc group that was formed earlier this year to, again, like tackle every aspect of the mm-hmm. outbreak from keeping track of cases found right. in the Philippines, keeping track of Filipinos affected by the virus abroad, what you said, and also reviewing these travel bans, whether or not to put them in place and whether or not to tweak them mm. if they are already currently in place. So since they are the ones handling this stuff, what are the things then they need to consider or take into account when deciding what countries will be affected by a travel ban? How long mm-hmm. do they think about this stuff? Mm-hmm. Right, so the interagency task force uh-huh. is actually composed by members from several departments. It's mm-hmm. led by, of course, the Department of Health, and they have re- representatives from the DFA, the Foreign Affairs, Coast Guard, uh, mm-hmm. local governments, Civil Aeronautics Board, Department of Justice for Immigration, Labor and Employment, and also Civil Aviation Authority. How often do they discuss these yeah. things? They actually meet uh, once a week for high-level officials. And as for task force officials, they meet twice a week. Okay. And maybe we can go through a rundown yeah. now of, of what bans are actually in place mm-hmm. in the Philippines and some restrictions that have been imposed on Filipinos. Okay. So, of course, the very first ban we know of is the travel ban against Filipinos going to China, mainland China, Hong Kong, and Macau. Mm. And of course, this is also in place for travelers coming from these yeah. countries. No? Because this is really where the virus started and it's considered the outbreak epicenter. Okay. Since then, the travel ban has been tweaked a little bit to allow overseas Filipino workers, students, and people who hold permanent resident cards to mm. go back to the country. Okay. Right, so that's for China, Macau, and Hong Kong. And with respect to South Korea, where a number of cases have been found, I think the highest number as of today, no, outside China. Initially, the Philippines decided to bar all tourists coming from the Philippines mm-hmm. traveling to China. Mm-hmm. This was, again, largely a public health decision. They didn't want any cases to come back to the Philippines mm-hmm. and everything. But they did tweak it. Unlike the China ban, they did tweak it to make sure that OFWs, permanent resident card holders, and students could go back considering that they are fully aware of all the risks that come with doing so. And then with regard to travel bans that are not necessarily a ban, but more like restrictions that have been imposed on the Philippines. Just today, on March 4, uh-huh. 
the Kuwaiti government announced that starting March 8, they will be asking travelers from the Philippines and other countries, nine other countries, to submit a medical certificate oh. that certifies that they don't have coronavirus. So that's like an extra step it's in an extra the many step. ways that they need to go through pa. Mm-hmm. So ano nga ba talaga yung tinitingnan ng task force right. na to in a country para sabihin na bawal na pumunta Filipino dyan, bawal na pumunta anyone from that mm-hmm. country to the Philippines. Right. Some factors that the task force takes into account when deciding whether or not to impose a ban on a certain country mm-hmm. is one, how well a country is actually responding to and containing the virus. Okay. So take, for example, China. In the beginning, uh, the ban was like a total... So it was a wide ban. Yeah. Because... Cases in China were rapidly increasing. Mm-hmm. It was so widespread. Mm-mm. It wasn't isolated to just a certain region. It was basically the entire country yeah. that was affected. And we saw again the nuances. For example, in South Korea, they allowed OFWs to go back. And that's because the Philippine government acknowledged also that South Korea gave assurances no, that it could contain the disease mm-hmm. to, to areas where it was currently concentrated. Because... It's not as simple as just saying, okay, we're going to impose a total yeah. health ban oh, for health reasons. Because, you know, there are pros and cons that come along with the decision. Like whether or not it will, what will really be the impact of yeah. a ban on, you know, businesses, mm. on people's work. Yeah. And, you know, if the damage will be more than what yeah. people are, or than what countries are actually trying to prevent. Because you don't want to put a ban on a certain country only for the consequences and effects yeah. of those bans to outweigh the whole reason for you for you doing that, which is, you know, public health. And yeah, like you mentioned, it translates to concrete things like loss of income yeah. for OFWs. So pero I know yung travel ban sa Korea. Parang mm-hmm. na implement siya and then eventually na lift din, diba? And mm-hmm. only covered some parts now. Bakit may ganito exemptions? Hindi pa counterproductive ito sa goal ng travel ban. Anong meron sa Korea situation? na bakit yung certain parts lang yung ban? Mm-hmm. Well, again, no. so the Philippine government acknowledged naman that South Korea seemed to be able to handle okay. the coronavirus spread in the country well. They could contain it to regions where it was currently isolated. Mm-hmm. And that's really the biggest factor that they yeah. consider. No? So f- even Secretary of Foreign Affairs, Teddy Boy Luxin, said that a ban shouldn't be hinged on the number of cases in a country or how many deaths there are recorded in the country okay. due to coronavirus. It should always look at the capability of these countries' yeah. health systems yeah. and also uh, immigration systems to you know, control the spread of disease and regulate like the movement and the flow mm-hmm. of people. Because at the end of the day, that's also what it comes down to, like how well you're able to control those yeah. two things. And then, at the height of the outbreak nga, ang daming overseas Filipino workers or OFWs na affected, obviously, especially yung mga nasa Pilipinas for vacation. Mm-hmm. Early January pumutok, mm-hmm. and then OFWs were coming back from vacation to Hong Kong, let's say, or China, or Macau. Maraming sa kanila hindi nakaalis agad. How did the government address this issue? It took some time no, for the government to address this issue, and there were thousands of workers who were already... Yeah stranded in, in airports trying to go back home because the timing was so bad it was Chinese New Year so mm. a lot of them were home for their for breaks yeah. annual vacations and then the ban was in place and then they couldn't leave anymore same goes for some Chinese tourists who were here, here in the Philippines oh. for vacation tur- tourism travel and they hit 
they coincided with the ban and so they couldn't leave the country. So what the Philippines did was, at least with respect to OFWs, they said that uh, OFWs would be given financial assistance. Okay. So for Filipinos who were stranded temporarily in the Philippines due to the ban, uh, each of them would get 10,000 pesos. And I think just a few days ago, the Labor Department said like around 84 million was given so far. Okay. Uh, to affected workers, around 8,000 or so workers were affected by that ban. And with regards to workers who decided to permanently come home because of the coronavirus yeah. mess, they were given, were supposed to be given 20,000 pesos and continuing livelihood assistance mm, and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but so I. I guess wala silang parang action on reaching out to employers. Kunyas, let's say in Hong Kong, walang right. ganun. No, well, actually, yeah. That's also something that they did. They okay. said that the consulate general okay. in Hong Kong, for example, or respective embassies in places where workers were affected, mm-hmm. they, they would reach out to employers and explain the ban that's in place and, you know, to kind of appeal to them to understand All and right. just be patient with the measures. And actually... Now that you mentioned Hong Kong, no, it's been emerging in the last few days that there are reports of some Filipinos yeah. who have been fired, have lost their jobs due to the coronavirus mm-hmm. outbreak. For example, in Hong Kong, around 35 employees were fired over various reasons that range from either their employers who aren't permanent residents of Hong Kong leaving the city or because of you know issues with days off. Okay. So at least with regard to that, the Philippines said that they would help workers file complaint against employers and that they would assist them in yeah. claiming settlement against their employers and, of course, providing aid again. So that's one thing that we see that's coming out of all this mm-hmm. travel bans, all this uh, coronavirus issue and that beyond the health effects. Right? right, beyond the health effects, there are real serious concerns yeah. that have to do with jobs, people's income, livelihood. The economy. Being, being, yeah, being severely disrupted. I don't think that's something that's isolated to the Philippines. Yeah. It's something that we see happening across the world. So I think another instance that caught everyone's attention was the Taiwan ban that they fri- right. briefly implemented. Can you tell us what happened there and what was the response of the Taiwanese government? Yeah, it was really, it was, yeah. I mean, it's you so said it, it was a brief yeah. travel ban because in the week after the ban was to China and yeah. its administrative regions, Hong Kong and Macau, were first implemented, Taiwan wasn't included Mm-mm. in that explicitly. And there was a little bit of confusion over whether or not they were included. But later on, the Department of Health clarified mm. that Taiwan was included because the WHO consider them a part of China. So here mm. you see where politics kind of come into play. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that Taiwan had to deal with with several countries. Uh-huh. They consider themselves a self-ruled democracy and they were caught up in all these travel restrictions that were largely aimed at China. Mm. And so they denounced it. They expressed grave concern. They asked the Philippines to reconsider. Yeah. And, you they, know... they and even I think they even... Threatened yeah, to fa- cancel the visa-free right. entrance of they, Filipinos, they, Well, not concretely. It was su- not concretely, but yeah. it was something that was floated. floated. Okay. Uh, p- our office there warned, you know, it, they could take retaliatory measures yeah. for it. Like, for example, canceling visas yeah. because they have been giving us visa-free entry since 2017 mm. as a gesture of friendship. Yeah. And, you know, when you do that, the issue of them being lumped together with China's 
you know, like it's a very big issue for yeah. them. It's a hot, it's a hot button issue. And so for politics to be mixed with health, mm. it was it was hard. You know, it was hard for both. I think governments imposing those bans yeah. and Taiwan addressing the bans because it's not near China. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. I think parang Taiwan is really. Med- medyo ag- agitated na rin kasi diba they're not included in the right. WHO. They're being left out. They're Uh-oh. being shut out of all these important meetings that deal with how to respond to the coronavirus outbreak. And I think that's just, it's unfortunate and sad to see because, yeah. you know, people's lives are at stake and you should be able to include as many people as possible. So itong instances na parang aggravated ang foreign government, Meron bang nakal- in place na measures or guidelines how the Philippine government, at least the DFA, will handle this stuff? Well, as far as we know, the task force is continuously reassessing okay. those travel bans. According to the factors that we mentioned a while ago, no? like how well the, the country is handling the disease and how well it can contain where cases are already clustered and you know concentrated. So... You know, yeah, it's continuous reviewing because, yeah. again, it's not as simple as just saying, okay, we're going to put a ban here because public health. It's for public health. So I think it's the continuous reassessment. We don't really know the exact guidelines yeah. that they have, but we know at least an idea of the factors that they're considering. But at least we know that they're coordinating with at least the embassy in the country. Oh, definitely, yes, yes. If hindi man lang sa government mismo nila, but at least the embassy in the mm-hmm. country. Kasi... Of course, they will assess how are the Filipinos there, mm-hmm. how well in place the Filipinos are in that country. Right. And I think it's also worth noting that the Philippines is continuously repatriating yeah. okay. Filipinos who, one, express interest and want to come home, or Filipinos who are in areas that are severely affected. Like, we saw that mm-hmm. happen when the Philippines repatriated Filipinos in Wuhan, one, yeah. which is the epicenter of the outbreak. Mm-hmm. And then... From the Diamond Princess cruise ship where hundreds of cases were found. Yeah. And because many cases were actually of Filipinos who were crew members, mm-hmm. around 80, right? Who were crew members on the ship. And then just recently, the Department of Foreign Affairs said that they will repatriate another 148 Filipinos from Macau. Okay. Pero are they forced to repatriate or... If they only want to. No, only if they want. Although, you know, they called for repatriation okay. and they urged repatriation. It's really hard to force people to yeah. leave as we know. Because, again, this is where they get their source of income yeah. and their livelihood, which is so, it's, it's, it's their lifeline. Yeah, and there's no assurance that they will have their exactly. jobs back if they come back mm-hmm. after this outbreak, mm-hmm. right? But what are other challenges that you see when it comes to travel bans, how the government handles mm-hmm. these bans or even... Yung pagrepatriate ng mga Filipinos in affected countries. Right. So I think what we've seen before and what we're seeing again now is that you know something that epidemiologists or people yeah. who study the spread of disease and its patterns have long observed about travel bans, which mm. is that borders are essentially it's imperfect. Yeah. And it's not foolproof because borders are leaky. So no matter what you do, something is always will always find a way to slip past Mm-mm. these bans and restrictions. And so, for example, like people can find a way to travel from a country where a ban mm. is in place to, let's say, another country yeah. where no ban is in place. And then from there, they'll fly to their intended destination mm-hmm. where the, the you know where those travel restrictions yeah. Especially if are, are that country naman didn't ban people from... Yeah, to, for oh. example, 
just for example, like I'm coming from China and I want to go to the Philippines, but I can't go because there's a ban in China. Yeah. So maybe I'll find a way to travel to Thailand and then from Thailand to the Philippines, mm. something like that. Like people will find other ways to skirt or yeah. to kind of like go around the travel restrictions. And and also a more concrete example of that, I think, is the ban that's currently in place in South Korea. Okay. Because it's not covering the entire country. Yeah. Right, it's only limited to travelers from North Gyeongsang Province, Daegu City, and Chongdo con- County. So they're the only. It's only in these areas where travelers are prohibi- prohibited from entering the Philippines. And immigration already admitted difficulty, you know, in distinguishing travelers who yeah. come from these specific yeah, areas oh. and travelers who come from other places yes. of the country. Because when it comes to travelers coming from South Korea. They usually take off from Busan or from Incheon or Jeju. Like, how are you supposed to distinguish where they come from? Because I can easily come from from Chongdo, let's say, and go to to go to Busan. And unlike in Wuhan, it's a major transportation hub, Mm -hmm. na may airport sila don. In in South Korea, like at least at least two international airports only, Mm -hmm. or at least three, right? And so, at least. With regards to South Korea, what they've done is to ask the government yeah. there to issue sort of certification, mm. but that's not really in place yet. And so until then, they said they'll just ask, you know, like check their identification yeah. cards, where's their address, mm-hmm. and everything. But then it's not again; it's not foolproof, and I think it only yeah. goes to show that the system isn't perfect, yeah, and that there will really always be ways that people slip past such restrictions and it will take a really vigilant and very strict enforcement for this Mm -hmm. limitations to be effective right i think it's also why right experts have pointed out before that Mm. these travel restrictions they don't really only really they don't necessarily stop an outbreak from happening they only delay it from happening and then at the same time you have unintended consequences Mm. like because these restrictions are up, then it's harder for supplies that are needed by mm. health authorities to, to enter countries where they're needed. But I remember WHO during the first weeks of this outbreak, they didn't advise mm-hmm. that implement ng travel restrictions because right. it will like lead to other consequences that you mentioned earlier. So I think you mentioned South Korea. For my last question, Sophia, mm-hmm. since a lot of we, we know a lot of people traveling abroad, mm-hmm. especially mga summer na, if I am a Filipino with a scheduled travel abroad in countries na impose ang isang travel ban, what should I first do? Ano yung responsibility naman na airlines when it comes to this stuff? Well, first, if you're a traveler with plans to go abroad, check the restrictions that are in place. Yeah. If there are, if you're traveling to a country where one you might not be allowed to actually go to, uh-huh. and then. If there aren't any, you should also check the measures taken by health authorities in those places. Mm. Because as we said, there are bans that are in place. But of course, there are other countries where coronavirus cases exist, but there are no bans. Mm -mm. And so it's important to just check what health authorities are doing there so that you can also take necessary precautions. And then also to also check if flights are available because, you know, flight schedules have changed and everything. With regards to airlines, they've mentioned that people affected by the bans can rebook or reroute their flights and their tickets until a certain date where it's valid. But then that they can do this also once travel bans are actually lifted. So Mm. there's room for them to, you know, fix their travel plans. But right now, we don't know until when it will We don't know until when. Right. It's because it's still spreading. Yeah. 
And the cases are still climbing. And there's no sign that it will stop anytime soon talaga. Mm-hmm. So I think on that note, we really have to be informed, especially if we have any plans to travel in the coming months. But I'm with you in hoping na matapos na itong outbreak. Kasi hindi na to, parang aside from traveling, wala na rin lives na mawala. Yeah, or, people don't get sick. There's yeah. less in the burden. And so part of FWs can also go outside mm-hmm. na to work again. Thanks, Sophia, for joining me today. Thank you. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Raptor and Newsbreak sa Facebook, pati na rin sa Twitter. If you want to get access to exclusive content and events, join Raptor Plus. Plus is a community where we discuss and get deeper insights to the issues we face today. Sign up by visiting raptor.com plus. Again, that's raptor.com plus. Kung meron ka naman gusto na topic you think we should discuss in our podcast, email us at investigative at rappler.com. Again, I am Judesca Villan, and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories.